Welcome to the Dr. Dad's Podcast, where a naturopath and chiropractor come together each week to share lifestyle medicine, health advice, and inspiring interviews with some of the top experts in health and wellness, bringing you the latest in nutrition, exercise, ancient healing, toxins and detox, your microbiome, mindset, hormones, brain, and much more. Stay tuned. We're going to teach you how to experience growth daily. <laughs> What's up, everybody? I'm back. We're back with another episode of the Dr. Dad's Podcast. I'm here with my brother, Dr. David Wardy. How are you holding it down down there and down south, buddy? We're doing pretty good down south, man. It's an interesting time right now. Oh, it totally is. I mean, we're as we're recording this, this is March 31st. We're in the midst of a pandemic, and uh, we're I'm, I'm exactly where I want to be, talking to two of my most favorite people in the world. And talking about all things uh, consciousness, elevation, and mindset, and heart set, and healing, and health, and optimization, and whatnot. So, uh, without further ado, I'm going to introduce you to a dear, dear friend of mine, and now ours, as uh, you get a chance to meet him too, David. Uh, we are speaking with um, a world changer. Uh, Adrian Wesley is someone who I had the chance to meet uh, through a patient, actually, uh, about three years ago. And right when you meet this guy, He's uh, magnetizing, to say the least. He, he brings such a beautiful energy and such truth and humility. And uh, you just want to spend time with him. And him and I just locked hearts very, very quickly. And I've uh, been uh, fast friends ever since. So uh, at the time, so Adrian Wesley was actually a, a hypnotherapist uh, uh, working in Vancouver. And he's since become a motivational educator. He's known, uh, known as the human optimizer. He's one of the most recommended hypnotherapists on the planet, and that is truth. He's a successful entre online entrepreneur. Adrian's mission is to make self-love go viral. I love that statement. And to facilitate the awakening of personal power worldwide. Adrian is the co-founder of the Power On Audio Club, Power On Movement, and Power On Boost, which you can find on Facebook and selective media through iTunes, etc., he is deeply passionate about supporting online entrepreneurs to become the greatest, most, power, power, most powerful version of themselves, and he's become an amazing friend of mine. So, Adrian Wesley, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been a long time coming, buddy. So awesome. So awesome to be here, and thanks so much for the wonderful introduction, brother. I got a bit emotional at the beginning because uh, I love you lots, and I'm glad we got a chance to meet, and I'm glad I'm on your show now. So, it's super excited to be here today. Yeah. Well, it's always interesting, you know, people come into your lives for so many different reasons. And there's just certain people like my brother David here and you that, uh, you know, it's just brothers for life. You know, you, you meet people. And like I said, that magnetism that you exude is, is infectious. And, it, and part of it is, I mean, all three of us, whenever I'm connecting with either of you guys, I feel elevated afterwards. You know, there's some people that come in and out of your lives and, and you kind of feel like, oh, feel like a little bit less of yourself after the conversation. And Every time I connect with you guys, I'm, I'm like a, a better and more expansive version of myself. So we're, we're excited to jump in and hear more about your story. So let's, let's start there, buddy. Let's, let's talk about what, what got you in hypnotherapy and, and tell us a little bit about the early beginnings of the Adrian Wesley. Awesome. What got me into hypnotherapy? Uh, well, to put it bluntly, just being totally fucking messed up mentally and, and in a lot, of, a lot of pain with anxiety uh, I found out at middle age, probably 40 years old, that I had had PTSD. Um, I had a traumatic childhood. Everybody has their stories, but I do tell my story not to go over it or not to make it who I am, uh, but, but just to put some context into why I do what I do. And, and I think when you hear what I've been through, it puts a little bit more weight behind what I say because I didn't just read it in a textbook. 
Um, my mom attempted suicide when I was in grade seven, so she was depressed before that. So I grew up with a depressed mom, and in grade 10, she committed suicide, so she died by suicide, which was uh, super messed up. At one point, I had both parents in a mental hospital because my dad had a breakdown. So my whole childhood was messed up. I developed PTSD, generalized anxiety, um, obsessive compulsive behaviors, um, codependent relationships, faulty beliefs, low insecurity. Now, most people, I'd say most people have the faulty beliefs and the low insecurity, but not everybody carries along the PTSD, uh, anxiety, depression bag with them. But I did. Um, Worked very hard to become an entrepreneur all my life, but had to, uh, I'd go and become an entrepreneur and then I'd have to go back to working at a normal job because the entrepreneurship didn't work out because I had faulty beliefs because I was blocked and I wasn't taking action, which is very, very common. But fast forwarding to 2008, I was a very successful real estate investor, but I was over leveraged. Um, and I lost everything, I went bankrupt, my ex-wife left, and I got caught for growing pot in my basement. I was living in Penticton, and I was growing pot in my basement to deal with my anxiety. And uh, it was a perfect storm, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Uh, I am not, I'm not a, a past criminal where I never broke the law before, and, and as you can tell from behind me, I have a passion for fucking green things, so. <laughs> I just, I just, I just I just grew the wrong the wrong plant at that time. <laughs> live and learn, buddy. Yeah, you live and learn, but that's a whole other fucking conversation because that's that's wrong in itself. But um, the fact that you can't grow weed, but but yeah, I lost everything and I went and worked at a supplement store in Vancouver at forty years old, uh, making fifteen dollars an hour to pursue my dreams and to be here speaking with you today. So that's one message I have to everybody is that you got to make sacrifice sometimes. I had a very, very big decision to make at 40 is I'm going to go back to the corporate world. I'm going to stay stuck in anxiety and I'm going to end up where I am again. Uh, or I'm going to go and sort this out, take a job that's not stressful and figure my life out. And I learned how to be okay with myself and I learned how to love myself and I came home to myself and I forgave myself, and I started uh, looking around for things that I wanted to do. I became a personal trainer, and that was very frustrating because you can tell someone that how to work out or how to lose weight, but if they've got faulty beliefs or programs that aren't correct, um, they won't listen, so it became very frustrating. So I had to go to the epicenter of the action, which is the mind, and I went to hypnotherapy school, and everything completely changed, and... Uh, yeah, I got out of hypnotherapy school and just crushed it and started living. Abraham Hicks is a big uh, mentor of mine and living by vibration, frequency and understanding, trying to understand how the universe works as energy beings. I believe that we're energy beings having a physical experience. And uh, yeah, so so that's the short story. I mean, you can dig into it if you want a bit more, brother. But the, the big message I have for everybody is I don't suffer like I used to. I don't have PTSD. If I was to go see a psychologist, they'd tell me I didn't have it. And uh, I don't take medication. I don't have anxiety, although this pandemic has created a little bit of background anxiety. But uh, you can set yourself free. That's the biggest message I have for everybody. I'm a super successful entrepreneur entrepreneur right now. Well, whatever super successful is, but uh, but yeah, I'm uh, I'm living in Thailand. I live on the beach. I love my life. I love what I do. I haven't worked a day in three years, so I've got a powerful message to share with everybody. Mm. 
Yeah, I love the message you share, Adrian. And and for those of you who are listening to this online, Adrian, uh, visually speaking, is is an intimidating looking dude. He's a big guy. He's got big beard, piercing blue eyes. He's a gorgeous man, but he has so much heart. Like he, you're you're a big guy. You you exude a lot of confidence and and. Uh, you have so much to share, but you're such a sweet man inside and so sensitive. And, and you know, something that Dr. David and I talk a lot about is just this modern man. And so I, where, where I'd like to start is just, you know, what allowed you, you know, maybe some of the depths of the humility that you had to move through, but, um, you know, you, you had a different role that you played and then you allowed yourself to become more vulnerable. And so can you talk a little bit about that journey? Because it's such an important one for men to be able to tap into that vulnerability. hundred percent. And I, and I, I'm glad you brought the topic up because I think in my opinion, if you look at the abuse rates and assault rates and rape, rape rates on this planet, it's majority of it's men. Uh, and I believe that's because men are so fucking repressed and so holding so much inside and haven't been given permission to cry. And I mean, you and I laugh about it, Nick, but when I came into your office, I was left there. I fucking felt like I had fallen in love and it was a bromance. <laughs> I was in yeah. love with you. You're an incredible human being and I'm in tune with myself and I know I'm heterosexual, but it was, it's really powerful to be a heterosexual male and be able to connect with your feminine side, which I think is causing a lot of men, a lot of problems. Um, uh, I was angry when I was 20. I was an angry teenager. I, I got told by, I was different. Um, I got told by everybody how I was, was wrong. And I just got angry and I got sick of listening to people that weren't sleeping at night, that weren't healthy, telling me how I should be when they hadn't fucking figured out their own shit themselves. Um, and I wasn't encouraged to be different. I was the black sheep in my family and at school. Uh, and I got angry and I became a doorman and, and put on that big tough persona. Mm -hmm. Um, the softness, the, the, the love has always been massively inside of me, but, uh, I'm just trying to think about when that changed. I think, I think, I think when I lost everything and I stopped trying to be something, stopped trying to ch chase the, 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 the corporate success or the title or the house, and when I lost everything, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. And I think I really just gave myself permission to be who I truly am. And, you know, I started the Power On Movement. I started doing videos two and a half years ago with a love hat on and my beard was dyed with henna. It was a big black Jesus looking type beard. It was, it was way too fucking long and it, the, the, the henna didn't look good, but I'm glad I tried it. But my, my point is, is I had a love hat on and I'm sitting there on the internet talking about who I am and swearing and being who I am. And now there's almost 11,000 people in that group organically. So that's my big mm -hmm. message to people too, is you really have to give yourself permission to be the real you and magic happens. But mm -hmm. to, to give yourself permission to be the real you, you have to learn how to love yourself. You have to allow love into your life and to allow love into your life, you have to accept who you are and you have to forgive yourself. And most men, most men listening to this are like, what the fuck's he talking about? But that's, that's why I have such a diverse following. That's why the, you get some guy that sends me a message saying that my content changed his life and he's wearing a son of anarchy shirt and he's on his fucking Harley motorbike in Australia. And then there's the 70 year old lady that's like, you're awesome. Keep going. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, I think that's a big part of it is your message is so universal and it, it hits so many different people. This goes beyond, you know, gender and whatnot, but David, go ahead. I know you got a question, buddy. 
Well, no, I was just going to say, like, you know, me, you and me have spoken about, like, where does this come from, this, this massive amount of just sticking to this masculine side and not allowing that feminine piece of us to come out? You know, and, like, why has it taken us so long? You know, I think some men haven't found it yet. They could be even in their, in their 60s, 70s, right? But, like, where, where are we going wrong on this journey and why are we not finding this earlier? Like, what's the missing link here a little bit, you know? Well, I mean, I don't, I don't have a, a, um, a crystal ball as to what happened in the past, but I, I believe it might come from our ancestry with the caves where, uh, you know, the man has to go out and hunt and kill. Uh, well, the women were killing too. They were cleaning the animals, I believe. I mean, I wasn't a caveman, but uh, I, think, I think it might just be coming from, from the, you know, from culture in a very early age where, you know, I don't believe the Vikings were sitting around fucking communicating about anything, even maybe the women. Um, but, but what's exciting, what's exciting, David, is I believe that we are at this huge turning point, this huge changing point where the younger kids coming up speak like us three mm-hmm. and can express their love and communication. Cause I speak to some of these young people. So um, we're leading the way and it's important for people to understand men to understand that having emotions and crying and needing to talk to your buddy is absolutely fucking incredible. Now, yeah. don't get me wrong. Women, women, well, women, women, I believe the women are, women are so much healthier in some ways because they talk to each other. You could have three women sitting on the couch cuddling with each other and it's fucking cool at a, at a house party not getting anything, not, don't get me wrong. I don't want to sit on a couch and fucking cuddle with you two. (laughs) Well, we've never tried it. You never know. It might be fun. Well, it might be fun, but you get my point. If if the three of us were sitting on a couch at a fucking house party cuddling, they'd be like, you guys are fucking weird. But if it was three women sitting there cuddling, everybody like, oh, they're just bonding. So there's a major double standards there, but you know, the bald headed bearded beast and Dr. Nick and Dr. David, we're, we're all going to change that, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, and I got to say, man, like, that's been my experience, you know, growing up, it was like, my dad always pushing this masculine piece, right? Like, I just I felt like it was like, no, you don't show weakness, you know, you don't show that sensitive side, you don't show that kind of emotion, even though it's there as a child. And then you grow up with that, and you keep carrying that with you. And, you know, it took me, I want to say till maybe my late 20s, early 30s to finally tap back into that piece and find that balance and that polarity on that feminine side. And then when I did, like you're saying, like you finally start connecting with who you are again. You finally start finding you. But I feel like there was this massive gap from like my teens through my, my, my 20s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Well, one of, the, one of the questions I want to dive into is, is for people, people have a massive curiosity on hypnotherapy. So, you know, in all of this like healing, self-love and everything, it's tied into altered states of consciousness and whatnot. So can you give just maybe your take on, on what hypnotherapy is and, and yeah, and then let's, let's go from there. Well, I think what's important to understand, which I didn't understand uh, is, well, I understood that all thought was creative. And if you look around the room that you're in or you look around my room or anybody listening to this, every single thing that you see in your room first started with a thought. And, and then starting to understand how the mind is connected to the body and how your thoughts can change physiology. It's like, okay, this is where I have to focus on. And then starting to examine that, you find out that there, 
you know, and when I say this stuff to you, I, I don't have a crystal ball into the brain or the mind. And, and I think you guys would agree that a lot of what we're doing in healthcare or treating people is still an educated guess. Uh, mm -hmm. Because, you know, you guys are seeing things that are going on inside the body in vitro in a lab, but it's not necessarily the same environment inside the body. So a lot of mess medicine is still just doing the best with what we know. Um, and it's the same thing with hypnotherapy and psychology. So I just want to put that out there before I share this. But from what I've been educated and from what I know, the, you know, most of your mind is subconscious. And in your subconscious mind holds all your memories. It holds your belief systems. And if your belief systems are faulty, so the best uh, metaphor I create is that your subconscious mind is like a supercomputer and the programs tell the operating system what to create and your beliefs are the programs. And if you have faulty programs inside of your operating system, you're going to keep creating the same reality. So that really fascinated me. And then, like I said, understanding that there's someone obese that's going to die sitting in front of me at the gym and I'm telling them I'm, it's like a horse that's thirsty and they're at the water and they won't fucking drink it. And the, the, the horse hasn't drank for two months and you give them fresh water and they won't fucking drink it. That was like, okay, we have to do something here. And then I discovered that it's the subconscious mind. It's these programs. It's these faulty beliefs <clears throat> because for example, the last, the last time I saw my mom, uh, I got mad at her and it was the first time I ever got mad at my mom and three days later she died by suicide. So do I believe that I killed myself, killed mom? No, but do I believe that I had an impact on her maybe leaving sooner because I, I got angry? Yeah, but I, I didn't realize until I started doing hypnotherapy and accessing my subconscious mind that I blamed myself my whole life for killing my mom. Yeah. So if I have that program operating my operating system, I'm going to attract women that are going to, to uh, confirm that I'm not worthy, that are going to abandon me. I'm going to attract jobs and entrepreneurial things that aren't going to work out and I'm going to live check to check and I'm not going to allow myself to have happiness because I have a belief that I'm bad. Mm. And so hypnotherapy was fascinating. I was in a very, very bad breakup three and a half years ago, which led to three years of no sex, which is another fucking story. Um, I went three years without sex and any contact with a female, and it was, it was a big part of how I learned to love myself. But at that time, I was in a really rough place. I'd lost my job three and a half years ago. Uh, I got into a bit of a corporate job, sales job in supplements, selling supplements after the Body Energy Club store. Anyway, I, I was at the rock bottom. I wasn't doing well. And she left me ab uh, abruptly and abandoned me like, like other women have because I picked them to do that based on my programs and my operating system. But I, uh, I had a friend of mine tell me about hypnotherapy and I went to see this hypnotherapist and I said, all I want you to do is program my mind with good things are happening good things are happening. And I, I let go on the table. I think I fell asleep for a bit into hypno sleep. I woke up two days later, I woke up in the morning where normally I would wake up in panic and anxiety from PTSD. Cause that's what happens when you're in fight or flight all the time. You wake up in the morning and it's like, what war I got to fight today. Mm -hmm. And the two days later I woke up in the morning and the first thought that came into my head was good things are happening for me. And my whole life changed. I went to hypnotherapy school, one thing I will say is that hypnosis uh, is portrayed in the media very differently from what I, I do with it. 
I'm not a big fan of stage hypnotize, hypnotizing. Uh, there is no way that I'm going to put you into a trance and make you quack like a chicken or do <laughs> sexual acts on the stage. Uh, it's, it's really unfortunate. And we're getting into a bit of a, we could get into a, a bit of a, not conspiracy theory, but I believe the powers that be that run the system, that make the education system, that decide a counselor and a psychologist are on an insurance plan, but a hypnotherapist isn't. They don't want us to know about this power because the other thing that's very, very important is people need to understand that when you watch the news, when you watch media, and now when you're on your phone, you go into a state of waking hypnosis. So you're, you're being directly programmed straight into your subconscious. So hypnosis is not new to any of you listening to this right now. You've spent thousands of hours in trance watching the news and Netflix, and that's mm -hmm. how they program you. So... Hypnotherapy is a combining hypnosis with therapy and one of the most powerful things that I do is I just, I used to do it. I don't do one-on-one -on -one sessions anymore right now because I'm focused on motivational education and spreading my message around the globe. But when you're using hypnosis as therapy, you know, you've done it with me, Nick. You come into my office, you sit in the chair, you lay back. I, I guide you into a very calm place which shuts down your linear conscious mind. And we can start speaking to your supercomputer. And I can ask the subconscious mind when you're in trance, I'd like to speak to the part. This is what I did. I had the therapist ask me, I'd like to speak to the part that's causing Adrian to hate himself and take me back to the first time that was ever created. And my mind went back to the memory of my mom in the last time seeing her. So everything's cataloged, everything's connected and... <clears throat> We all have to learn ways to get into our subconscious and change our faulty beliefs, or we will continue to create the same reality over and over and over. Well, I can't help but feel like this, this message right now that you're sharing is so timely. I mean, we're in the midst of a massive global hypnosis with what's going on. And, you know, your message right now, I mean, people need to hear that. People really need to anchor into what you're sharing because we're constantly being hypnotized by you know, the numbers and this and that it's, it's horrendous what's going on in the world. And, and, um, you know, I'm just so grateful. There's people like you that are sharing a message that's, that's absolutely oppositional to that and just completely, you know, opening you up to that self-love and, and, the and the reality that this is constantly being programmed into us. And, and we have the choice to, to shift how that's, uh, how we're being spoken to and choose what we want to listen to and how we're being hypnotized. And cause that's the truth, man, you sit in front of a TV show or whatever, and you're in that theta state record buttons going on. You're just, you're recording trauma into your body. So can you speak to that a little bit more and why that's so important, especially right now? Well, and I think you're, you're talking about what's going on right now. And what I want to tell you is I lost everything in 2008. I lost my business in the tech startup in 2000. So I've been through this twice. I've been watching this for a long time. Mm. And what scares me the most right now is not the virus. I do believe that there are people suffering and dying from the virus. I do believe that we have fucking problems in the hospital. But if we were to fucking understand that everybody's under hypnosis watching the news and the movie and we started telling them that pig V virus is spreading across the world and you need to focus on it, that belief system is going to amplify that virus and yeah. people are going to believe that they have it. So I wanted to be very careful coming on this because I don't want to sound like there isn't a virus, there isn't a problem, but it's all too coincidentally timed with 
what's going on around the world economically. And it just seemed all too, too well orchestrated. I live in Thailand. I live in Asia. Never before have we seen every single country go on lockdown like this. Yeah. There has to be something orchestrated at a higher level, in my opinion. But what struck me the most is how easily manipulated people are. Like, Donald Trump wants to get into power this year. It's his re-election year. And that's another fucking problem I have with this whole situation is that this situation fits perfectly with a president that wants to get re-elected. But what's fascinating this time is we know that he used social media to get himself elected and Facebook and all of that last time. So this guy's dialed into this or whoever is behind him is dialed into this. But now what they're doing is they're using conspiracy theorists to speak to get him reelected. I can't, I get messages from people all the time. And, and again, I want to preface this with, I'm not trying to insult anybody. This is just my opinion, but I get messages fucking almost daily now saying Q and Trump are going to fucking save us. And it's, mm -hmm. it's what the fuck happened? <laughs> like, I'm not going to say anything about him, but I'm saying what the fuck happened? Like how, how? And then you sit back and it's like, Wow, I see. It's how. another movie, man. It's another movie for sure. We're in the middle of a massive fucking Hollywood script right now, and the, yeah. and the actors are involved with it, and it is it is incredible from a programming perspective. Mm -hmm. Like there was a movie that came out, uh, and I can't remember what it was, but it was recently in the last couple of years where there was a guy named Q, and he was anonymous, and he was so so it's it's pre preeminent yeah. programming. I can't remember the name, but. Yeah. But yeah, yeah it's, foreshadowing it, or something like that. It, yeah. it, they put it into your mind through the movies and through these conspiracy theorists. And then when it happens, we can subconsciously accept it a lot more than we would have if it just came out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. But I, I'm, I'm more concerned about how programmed everybody is and how asleep everybody is. If you go look at 2008 and you go watch the big short and mm -hmm. you look at what happened in that financial crisis, that whole financial system is a fucking deck of cards and it's based on lies. But everybody saw that and got ripped off and then went back to sleep yeah. for 10 years. And we're <laughs> in more true. debt individually now. And the corporations in the U.S., all I can speak for, the small and medium corporations have taken on more debt than they've ever had. Mm -hmm. We had 10 years to just make this even worse. So mm -hmm. I think people do have to start taking responsibility for what programming they watch and for waking up, we need to wake up to what's going on. And to do that, you need to come home to yourself and you need to turn off the fucking TV mm. and you need to start watching and listening to podcasts and finding people that you like to listen to and watching. I watch YouTube, but I search uh, travel shows in Thailand. I, I, I could tell you right now what the difference is between a woodlands, a grasslands and a forest. I know what the fucking largest fresh water lakes are on the planet. And I could tell you the largest fucking forest, the Boreal forest in Canada is like the second or third. What wow. I'm trying to say is I've changed my programming. I search yeah. for things that make my mind think and grow. Yeah. So I went off a little bit, but it, 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 people need to wake up. This is terrifying how, how scary people just suck in what they've been told. Yeah. Yeah, it is scary. No, it is scary, man. Like I'm seeing that because I'm still seeing patients right now. We're considered essential in El Paso. So I have people coming into the clinic, man, and it's like I've been riding this wave of dealing with people's fears and worries because everybody's in this emergency state. I mean, I, I honestly will tell you maybe 10% of the people that have come through my clinic are just at ease like you and me, Nick, and we're just accepting all this and we're kind of we're conscious of what's happening. 
but man, there's some people and they're just so programmed, man. Like, it's just like, it's like you're saying like, well, what do I need to get my info? I'll just turn on the TV because they're not going to lie to me. They're going to tell me the truth. And, and it's like, it's like we're saying, Nick, like it just doesn't add up and I'm not being, you know, insensitive to the, to the situation, but things just don't add up, man. And, and it's, it's scary to see how easily people can just be tapped into a belief that's not, not the mm-hmm. reality. Yeah. And that they're not conscious enough, you know, like Adrian is saying to question that mm-hmm. and to, and to think about it. Like he's saying like, well, what is this belief that you're coming with and how is that going to change your programming and what effect is that going to have on you? Mm-hmm. And so now we have people that are in anxiety, they're in pain. They're, I mean, there's a lot of pain and suffering right now just because they don't have that ability to step back and see the big picture. Mm-hmm. Well, and so, there's, there's some other things, a hundred percent, David, and there's some other things in there that I'm not a doctor like you guys are, but <clears throat> the, the, the message I have for everybody is that we're very easily programmed, which is super exciting. If you take back the control of the fucking ship and get into the driver's seat of the bus and stop sitting in the back of the bus, letting some maniac drive you wherever they want, we can reprogram ourselves, which is our first, my first message. So I don't want anybody hearing this to be terrified, thinking that we're open books and that we can completely be programmed. But you have to come home to yourself, you have to love yourself, and you have to wake up because if you're eating shitty fucking foods and you're not sleeping at night and you're under fight or flight, good luck getting that person to try and uh, Mm -hmm. face their stuff. And you have to deal with years and years of baggage that's been kept inside. And if you're not eating good foods and if you're not doing things to keep your your vibration high, you're going to have a hard time uh, dealing with all that stuff. But it's it's um, it's 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 a it's a real problem. It's a real problem because I, I'll be straight up with you. I believe that there will be a, a very big economic fallout from this. But I believe that we will in a year and a half. You guys can have me back on the show. In a year and a half, we'll be back and fucking most people will be asleep fucking buying their Lamborghinis and financing their big cars. And, and not learning, because we didn't learn from 2008. That's because everybody's asleep. Everybody's plugged into this program. And that's why I'm so passionate about spreading my message and just trying to get people to turn their power on. Because if you love yourself, you stop. You don't need to go to external things to make you happy. Mm-hmm. And if you love yourself, you want to figure out how to turn your power on and you start learning about how your mind works and you stop programming yourself with shit. Mm-hmm. Well, I love your message. And this is something I said to you before, Adrian, is that you don't just talk about, you know, hypnotherapy as a tool, but you talk about that as, as one piece in the cog of, of what it means to be fully optimized, right? You talk about nutrition, you talk about sleep, you, you share a message that's very congruent with everything that David and I share. And, and I love that because there's not many people in the space in that online sort of, uh, uh, I can't remember how you said it, but ed- motivational education or what have you, that are really speaking to the full package. And that's exactly your message. And so I'd really like to take this you know, next half hour and really like dive into some of these areas um, that you speak so passionately about, because that's what it's all about. Every day, especially right now in this crisis that we're in, it's, it's easy to get thrown off your rocker. And so how do we build in that that uh, discipline and that consistency for people to keep anchoring back into themselves and and i don't know if you want to go into parts therapy or some of those other like getting into some of these broken pieces of and and like the the i love how you talk about the little adrian and some of those things so maybe you can kind of talk about how do we build people back up to turn their power on 
Well, and it, it, I'm going to go off for a little bit on one, one topic before I, I dive in specifically into that question. So if you may have to bring me back to what you just <laughs> asked me. Uh, but, but one thing I want to, one message I want to share to everybody, and this is my opinion, I'm not a medical doctor, but I do send my patients to Dr. Nick and I do have people around me that are, <clears throat> that are specialists in this, but I, I have a very powerful message for, for most people. And, and could, well, I am answering your question. The starting point, Nick, in my opinion, is you need to find out where you are. You need to find out what's going on. You need to do an assessment of what who you are as a person. So well, number one, am I loving myself by my actions or am I not loving myself? And, and so doing an inventory, am I, what's my weight? Am I overweight? Am I obese? Am I healthy? What's uh, getting blood work done? Finding out what your hormones are at, finding out what, what your major markers at and finding out, uh, identifying what food you're eating and being real with yourself and observing your thoughts and doing an inventory and how are you sleeping and doing an assessment of the major components of your life and really being real with yourself. And I think people do do that sometimes, but then they get too scared and they get overwhelmed and they're in this program and they quit. But for example, one thing I'm very, very passionate about because my mom committed suicide and got put on antipsychotics and antidepressants. And before I get into this, I want to make it quite clear. I do believe antidepressants in every form of medicine has its place, but not the way that they're being handed out right now. Now, I can't tell you. I've done two. I can't tell you. That's a stupid fucking thing to say because I'm about to tell you. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like, I'll be honest with you. It's like when someone says, I'll be honest with you, it just basically says everything else I just told you is a fucking lie. <laughs> So I'm going to be honest with you and I'm going to tell you is, is it's a big message. This is a big problem out there right now is that people are depressed. So you asked me how do people start by turning their power on? Well, you need to go to see someone like Dr. Nick or Dr. David and get things checked out by someone that's looking at it from a human optimization perspective, not from someone that's looking at it from prescribing you a fucking drug and getting you out of the office in five minutes. Because you go, see, how many times did I go and see, I get passionate about this because people are fucking dying right now because of this. How many times did I go and see a, a doctor, a GP, and I have nothing bad to say about GPs other than the fact that the ones I saw let me down. So I'm not painting the brush for all GPs, but I, I guess I will say a lot, of, a lot of GPs need to wake up because I can't, I can't understand how a lot of GPs go to sleep at night based on how, how they're managing their patients. But I would go see different doctors over 20 years saying I'm in anxiety, I, I'm depressed, here's a pill. Not one of them asked me how much fucking water I drank. Not one of them asked me what food I was eating. Not one of them asked me how soon I was eating before bed. Not one of them asked me if I was drinking coffee. Do you know how many people have anxiety right now because they drink a tub of coffee every day and someone's giving them a fucking Ativan or a diazepam or something else to take care of the anxiety, but no one's looking at the stimulants they're putting into it. Mm -hmm. I've worked at the Body Energy Club, the supplement store. I've had guys come in on antidepressants and Valium and they're taking fucking pre-workouts before their training, <laughs> which is four, four to eight cups of coffee in one dose. Yeah. And you go and see a counselor in this society and you say, I'm depressed. And again, I don't have anything against, against counselors, but I do believe that people need to start taking responsibility for what they are practicing. You go see a counselor, or a psychologist right now, and they'll say, okay, you're depressed, you're anxious, you got all these problems, come back next week and let's keep talking. Do they ask you how much water you're drinking? Do they ask you how you're sleeping? Do they tell you to change your food? Do they tell you to go get your blood work done? Because the other reason you need to get your fucking blood work done is because I 
I've had literally 10 to 15 people that men that I've worked with in the last two years that have had desperately low testosterone. Mm -hmm. And when I was working in the supplement store, it blew my mind because I'm teaching people how to treat things with supplements. And if you look at um, low testosterone, high estrogen, major symptom depression, you look adrenal fatigue, which fucking massive amounts of people have adrenal fatigue, major symptom, depressant. So how many people right now, adrenal glands and cortisol and adrenaline's going through the roofs and causing their depression? And how many people right now have low testosterone and high estrogen and going through depression, but they're getting given antipsychotics, antidepressants? We're not treating the problem. We're making the problem worse. We're not going to the beginning of the problem. And I got goosebumps all over me because people need to hear this. People are dying right now because no one's asking the right questions. You need to change how you sleep. You need to stop eating four hours before bed and let your body do what it needs to do. I can guarantee you right now there's millions of people on this planet that are depressed because they're eating before bed. Mm-hmm. It's a major, major issue. And speaking to someone that suffered from depression, when I started intermittent fasting and not eating before bed, I wasn't depressed the next day. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a massive eye-opener. And you got to get your hormones checked. you got to get your blood work checked. But I, I, I needed to go off on that subject. So if you, <laughs> you want to talk more about it and then bring me back to your original question. Sure. <laughs> no, no, hey, David. Love it. Oh, hey, man, man. I'm just so enjoying you talking about this, man. Like, <laughs> you're totally my fucking speed. Like, this is awesome. <laughs> This is a good time. No, but well, you know, it's nice because it's like, you know, often we, we share, we don't share um, like in the same passionate uh, tone that you do because sometimes we, we find that we have to find a little neutrality as doctors. But man, you're, you're speaking our message. Go ahead, David. No, it's true, man. I mean, you look at, you look at the bigger picture like, like he's just pointing out and we're not even close, right? And then, I mean, we all know, all three of us know the pr- how difficult the process is to take somebody from that state and walk them back to where they need to be. And it takes a lot of work. And, you know, we all have different ways of doing this, but to really get to these people's issues and make these bigger changes, that's going to actually help them change their lives. It takes a whole lot more upstream of getting to this issue. And there's so many different ways to do it, right? I mean, you're doing it through hypnotherapy and this motivational stuff. Me and Nick, I mean, we do a combination of, you know, mindset work and all the, all the stuff that we do as doctors to help optimize it. I mean, at the end of the day, you look at all these different types of medicine, but the vast majority of people are not even close to using the right types to actually help themselves. It's so upside down right now. Yeah. And like and you're saying, we're in this situation globally with these people that have these horrible immune systems and we're trash because of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think the other thing too that that's that's really interesting, and I guess getting back to hypnotherapy, Nick, and and what you asked is is the reason I believe people need to understand faulty beliefs and how they think. As I always say, the quality of your life is always going to be based on the conversations you're having with yourself. The first step I'd have to anybody out there that wants to turn your power on, you need to be committed, and you need to become the observer. When you become the observer and you start watching what you're thinking, you take yourself out of the matrix, you take yourself out of the program, and that's the main problem right now. Everybody is in deferred thinking. They're, they're, they're distracted. They're not living in the now. They're not even really aware of what they're thinking. Because once you start examining how you think, I can think a certain thought that changes a physiology, like changes a gland from producing something. That is fucking incredible. 
and I can observe it now and I can see it happening. I can think a certain thought and I can feel my blood flooding, my, my body flooding with the mm -hmm. fight or flight feeling. Uh, you can think certain thoughts and flood with good emotions. So the first step is you have to observe yourself and you have to start to monitor your thoughts and change your thoughts. But the hard part is, is that majority of your thoughts are being created by your beliefs. And here's another thing that's very important to understand is that your perception creates 100% of your reality and you are in control of your perception. So that's super fucking powerful. Anybody listening to this, that you write that down and you never forget that because you create your perception, which creates your reality. So all of us right now are dealing with this coronavirus and living with it differently because we have the same, uh, same input, but we've changed our perception of that. But the, the, the difficult part to answer David's question or to speak to what David said or what you said, Nick, is that you, these people can come into your office, but if they have a faulty belief, you're fucked out of the gate. Mm -hmm. If you have someone that comes into your office and, and has a belief that they're not worthy, which most people do, this is the problem, is that the system is designed to create consumers. So before I get into this, I want to make quite clearly, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I don't know who's in control. I don't know what's going on. That's not what I'm fucking talking about. But you look at capitalism, it doesn't work unless you spend. Mm -hmm. And how do you get people to spend? You make them real fucking sick. You make them have a belief that they're not enough. You make them believe that they're not worthy and deserving. And you make them look too external. So the whole school system is based on turning off creativity. It doesn't teach us to go within. It teaches us to go without. And every day you're in school, every year you're in school, you take on the belief, the way the school system's set up, that you're not enough. Because if you don't get 100% on that exam, you're sitting in that class realizing that you still haven't achieved enough. And you grow up feeling not enough, not worthy, and then you add sexual assault and sexual abuse to that or something that happened with my mom and thinking I killed her. You amplify those I'm not enough, I'm not worthy beliefs. Good luck getting them to do what you tell them to do in the office. So that's, that's why I believe there needs to be this combined approach. There needs to be human optimization experts like you guys combining the therapy with getting into those faulty programs because if we don't address those programs. So two, one last thing and then I'll let you say something is because is, 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 this stuff is I'm super passionate it. about Keep this Keep it going, stuff. buddy. Keep it going. I'm super passionate about this stuff. And I know for a fact it changes people's lives because it changed mine. And I've changed lots of other people have changed their lives doing this work. But the first tip I have is to turn your power on is to start observing your thoughts. The second tip I have is, is the most critical thing uh, is to stop eating for four hours before bed. I can't, I can't express that enough from someone that's had anxiety and depression and seeing the difference. It is incredible. If you eat before you go to bed, your body sends all its blood supply and energy to your digestive system, and it doesn't give your body the chance and opportunity to do all the wonderful things it's supposed to do, like produce fucking serotonin and feel-good hormones and neurotransmitters so you feel good. So I think a lot of people are, are – that's the first tip I'd give. Start observing your thoughts. Don't eat four hours before bed. And start using hypnosis audios and meditation and start letting go. Change your food. You won't get anywhere mentally and emotionally until you change the input. Change what you're putting into your eyes and change what you're eating. It's, it's a game changer. Well, and man, what you're speaking to is just, it's, it's, 
it's always been important, but it's so much more important now. I mean, the amount of people that are relapsing right now or moving towards, you know, absolute crisis with suicide, moving back in their food addiction. I mean, this is fundamental. If people don't get a handle of their biochemistry, they're going to feel like they're completely out of control of their lives. And so that, that, I mean, you sharing that message is, is huge. So let's, let's take, let's take someone who's like deep in that experience right now. They're, they're stuck there. It could be anxiety. It could be any degree of that. It could be depression. It could be, you know, whatever their addictive um, substance of choice is. And they, they listen to this and they get it and they, they're like, okay, well, I got to be an observer of my thoughts. I got to stop eating four hours before bed. Um, what is that faulty belief like that that faulty belief goes back often to childhood so how do you relate that back to forgiveness and uh back to you know as you talked about little little nick little adrian little david that little version of themselves how does that play into this well i'll give you an example but this is all the first thing i'll answer is to anybody listening right now is the one deciding point between people curing themselves and setting themselves free is wanting it bad enough. So oftentimes life has to explode so much that someone doesn't have a choice. But I was in the pharmaceutical industry and I sold heart drugs. I was inside the beast for two years and I learned a lot and I'm never going back, but I'm glad I was there. But one thing that shocked, shook me pretty hard is at the rehab clinics, you speak to the people working at these heart attack rehab places and how many people don't actually take the scare uh, to being enough, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't scare them enough. So, so, so back, to, back to your question is one thing that you need to start doing that people need to start doing is being in silence and sitting still and stopping. If you look at nature, no other species on this planet that I've found continues to eat all the time and continues to move all the time and hoard all the time. If you sit down and sit in in peace, on Sunday I was sitting out on my balcony looking out over the Andaman Sea and meditating. I was in my chair for like two hours and you can start to communicate with yourself. So I got into a trance place and I started to feel really good and then I started to think, okay, what's this resistance? Because we just launched the Power On Audio Club. We did our first month, but now we're going to start spending money on marketing. What's this resistance I had inside of me? And then my mind took me back to a memory of boarding school. And I remembered being at boarding school doing really well on a report card and then finding out that my dad had gone into the mental hospital. So I had had a success and I'd had something bad that happened. And then I remember a snowshoe race that year where we had a major accomplishment and I came back and my mom was crying like I was dead and something bad had happened. So I recognized that there was a connection between me being successful and something bad happened. I also through this type of work, I remembered that I went back onto 14 years old, back to a memory where I remember believing that if some, if I felt good, something bad would happen. So this is, this is the process. This is how these things get developed when we're young, but a big, you keep bringing up little Adrian because a big part of my work. And I think a lot of work for a lot of people is coming home to yourself is forgiving yourself and self nurturing. So right now, a lot of you right now are, are listening to this or in a panic and having anxiety. Speak to your little inner child. I, when this all kicked off a week and a half ago, the, the Schumann resonance, the Earth's frequency is normally 7.83. It's been shooting up the power 40. No matter what you are on this planet, you're going to feel off based on the energetics. 
And I had to just sit there and say, Adrian, you're okay, buddy, because it triggered fight or flight. What this is doing right now is triggering fight or flight in a lot of people that haven't dealt with it. And it's throwing them back, like you said, into their their old habits. But I had to say to little Adrian, I just picture him in my head, the 14-year-old guy that was fucked up, that was in trauma, that was messed up as I speak to him. And I've given him hugs in my mind. And I say, you're okay. We're okay. I'm strong. I'm the adult now. You're okay. I know that you're panicking, but I'm going to take care of you. And that was a big part of my healing is to continually have these conversations over the past three years with little Adrian and reprogram him. Reprogram him and tell him that he is enough, that you are lovable, that you are loved, that you are a good boy. I had to tell, I told you the story, Nick, and I think that's why you keep bringing it up because it's a funny story, but I'm sitting at Starbucks in silence again and I have this resistance to this going online. This was two years ago in Vancouver. And I ask myself this question when I'm in this very relaxed, calm space and I've quieted my linear mind. So I'm not thinking about thousand things. Why am I blocking myself right now? And the answer that came up to me is you're bad. Why am I bad? Memory comes up of the teachers in grade two sending notes home saying Adrian's a disturbance in class and he's bad. So what did I have to do? I had to start reprogramming that. I'm walking down the seawall in Vancouver, the bald-headed bearded beast, six foot three bodybuilders inside my head saying, I love you, little Adrian. You are a good boy. You are a good boy, little Adrian. I love you, little Adrian. But you have to connect with this and you have to find a way to nurture yourself because no drug is going to do it. No food is going to do it. No alcohol is going to do it. No other human being is going to do it. That's the biggest message I have for everybody listening. If you're looking for safety and peace right now and love, it's inside of you. You've been duped. It's not external. That makes capitalism work. If you find it inside of you, you don't spend. That's why they don't want you to know about this because I have a scooter and I have those plants and that's all I fucking own. And, and I have cats. a bag of your cats. And my cats, but yeah. I don't own my cats. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Right. Like, I, I, don't, I don't connect. I don't need material things to be the man. I'm the fucking yeah. man because I love myself and because I came home to myself and because I believe in myself. But no one else mm. can give that to you. Love it. David. No, it's such an important message. You know, that heart piece is just missing in so many of us. That absence of love, right? And if people knew, I think sometimes I feel like you know, me and Nick were talking about just breathing and how important that was. I think sometimes people think that the answer just couldn't be that simple. It couldn't be as simple as like, oh, love, I can just create this within myself and start talking to myself and all these things will get better. But like, we're almost designed like this, right? I mean, it's by design yeah. that, that we have the ability to do these things. Well, you know, what's funny when you say that it reminds me, uh, David, um, our, our, and our mutual, or sorry, I, uh, Adrian and our mutual friend went out to uh, listen to Eckhart Tolle one night, and <laughs> and he it was so unbelievably boring uh, listening to him. And 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 we realized like this this man has has lived his life and become illuminated and awakened, and he's so blissed out in absolute uncomfortable almost boredom. And we came out of that going like that was the most boring lecture we've ever listened to and it was beautiful because <laughs> well, that's it we were, like also, just... we were also both just bl all blissed out because we're fucking half asleep we're almost in trance because he was i want to i want to say i want to speak to something david said because it's super powerful is the is the self-love component that's the reason i'm making i'm on a mission to, to make self-love go viral 
mainly because I lost my mom, mainly because I've lost a lot of people to suicide. And the epicenter of all the suffering on this planet right now is conditional love for self. Mm-hmm. Because we've been taught that from our parents and from the system. I can never, I'll never forget my dad at 20 years old, an Irish brought up in Ireland and England. You know love is conditional. Whoa. You just set me free. You just fucking made me realize why I'm so fucked up because you've been loving me all your life thinking that love is conditional. And that means that we, we learn to do that with ourselves. And then we learn that with our parents. It's very few parents will love us uh, without us bringing home the good grades. And they'll love us, but we get confused thinking that love is conditional. And, mm-hmm. and you said also something, David, about it being too simple. Man, anxiety. Fuck, I've been doing breath holding work where, you know, I've been doing a lot of breath work. Breath work is massive. I'll, mm-hmm. I should have said that at the beginning. You need to learn how to use your breath because I can hold in my breath and fill up my belly, fill up my chest, fill it up, hold it, hold it for as long as I can and release it. And it signals my fucking vagus nerve to take me out of fight or flight to start producing, stop the glands from producing adrenaline because cortisol. Like I almost have to control myself when I talk about this because you can hold your fucking breath and turn off the physiological response that is causing you to maybe commit suicide. Why aren't we teaching our fucking kids this in school? Why aren't we teaching kids to, to breathe and do breath work? And, and, and then learning about the thymus gland and learning that if I activate my heart and then activate my thymus gland, it produces oxytocin. And we are super fucking powerful. And I got six minutes left with you guys. And that's the main thing I need to share with everybody that's listening. You are super, super powerful. You have control over your thoughts. You have control over your physiology and you have control over your cells. And you need to watch Bruce Lipton or Joe Dispenza to watch the science that's coming out of that. And that's what's going on with this virus right now. If your belief system is, is that you're, that's the other thing is you need to get out of fight or flight. It lowers your immune system, which makes you more susceptible to the virus and makes it more easier for you to get it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to have to, I can't go for a fucking run because I'm locked in my house right now, <laughs> but I don't know what I'm going to do after this podcast because you guys got me off <laughs> Got 100 push-ups at least, buddy. Yeah, and I love that your stuff's called Power On because that's literally what we're talking about right now. I mean, yeah. to kind of bring this full, this conversation full circle, the answer is already within you. I mean, it's right there. Just turn it on. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're speaking to that so well today. It's just like, turn it on. It's, it's just right there. Just become, become conscious of that it's there. Yeah, but before... The, uh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, uh, just to answer, David, and, and the light switch is self-love once you once you learn that you're not loving yourself and you're committed to learning how to love yourself then everything else changes and then you start change how you eat and if you realize you keep eating shitty food you don't love yourself and if people can start to connect those two you want money you want power you want freedom you want love you want happiness it all starts with self-love because when you love yourself, you don't treat yourself badly. You don't eat shitty food. You don't have bad people in your life. And it's because you don't love yourself that you do all of that stuff. Mm, so good. And that's, and that's such a powerful message. Even a place for people to start is like, do, am I, where am I not loving myself as you, as you spoke to before? I want to make sure that um, we, we help you um, help others find you. So what are like, Let's let's go through all the different ways that people can connect with you. How how they can join the Power On Audio Club, the the Power On Facebook group. Just let's let's list off all the ways that that uh, you deliver this amazing, incredible content. And I'm excited for people who are listening because 
I get goosebumps listening every time you speak, buddy. So uh, I can Thanks, imagine bro. what it's like for people for the first time. So yeah, Thanks, let's bro. let's let's hear about it. So I got a whole bunch of free stuff for for everybody listening. Number one is the Power on Boost. Uh, it, all of this that I'm going to tell you about has had huge, massive success and has been all organic. I haven't spent any money on advertising myself yet in three years. And um, that's set, that's, that gives weight to the message and the information there, I believe. Power on Boost podcast. It's on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. You can see it on Buzzsprout. Uh, again, Power on Boost podcast. There's 57 episodes. There's a lot of content there to change your life. And I get messages every week telling, telling me that it's changed their life. Uh, number two free is Power on Movement. And that's on Facebook. That's a, a nonprofit group I created to facilitate the awakening of personal power worldwide. And we're at 10,300 members now organically in two years. Uh, so that's a place you can join for free. And then I've just launched the power on audioclub.net. And that is a business tool for online entrepreneurs. So we are providing online coaching and mentorship and showing online entrepreneurs how to turn on their full entrepreneurial personal power for a very affordable monthly price. So we're making coaching and mentorship available for the masses. Uh, and the power on audioclub.net, you get daily motivational audios. So if you get a, a boost of energy from me, you're gonna get 10 minutes from me every day, which is a game changer. You're gonna get access to my sleep hypnosis audios. And I was booked out five months in advance, no marketing. And I'm one of the most recommended hypnotherapists on this planet based on over 400 testimonials and recommendations. So you can get access to that sleep relief product mm, and you are going, you're going to learn how to become an online entrepreneur. And that's one message I have for everybody is that you need to find alternative income streams in the coming years. But Love it, buddy. You've got such a brilliant, important message and it's so timely right now. I'm, so, I'm just so happy. You know, the universe works the way it does. Like you were meant to be on the podcast now because this is the time that people need to hear this message. It's, it's just beautiful. Uh, we always uh, get our listeners to, um, or give our, get one of our, um, our uh, guests to, to deliver a home play assignment for people. And you, you rattled off a few different things that people could take home and start to implement right away. Um, if you can kind of like summarize or just maybe anchor back into the, to what you, you think people should start doing right now that they can start to uh, put into practice, that'd be fantastic. So number one is make a commitment to learn how to unconditionally love yourself. Make a commitment to learn how to love yourself. That's the starting point. Most of you listening aren't fully loving yourself. I can guarantee it. Um, and I don't mean that in a, in, a, in a negative way. I mean that in an exciting way, because if you're not been loving yourself, this is the beginning of your life changing listening to this. Number one on my list is becoming the observer, noticing weak negative thoughts and changing them to the powerful positive opposite and getting in the habit of changing those conversations. It's almost like Debbie Downer comes up and you've got to become Mr. Positive and say, Debbie, I'm not fucking listening to you today. And what you've been telling me is bullshit. So fuck off. <laughs> and, you know, and observing your thoughts and the thought comes into your head. Oh, I can't be successful at this. And you've got to come back and say, I can be successful at this. I'm going to rock this. So that's changing the conversations with yourself. Number two is no eating four hours before bed. Before you even try and change your food, in my opinion, because that's a big problem for a lot of people because you're using it as an emotional release and a drug, basically, is at least let's get you not eating four hours before bed so we can give your digestive system and your body a, a, a fighting chance to try and get you out of this. 
And the third thing I would start doing is learning how to meditate and using hypnosis audios, delta waves, just lay on your back, find some delta waves, join the power on audio club.net, use hypnosis audios, lay down on your back, put in headphones and just let go to the music. No expectations. The last thing I'd say is search YouTube for breath work, mm -hmm. Wim Hof, Breath, 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 holding, uh, nice breaths in and out through your nose, fire breathing. There's so much key. What's it? Qi Gong. Mm -hmm. Learn how to breathe. So that just to summarize again, observing your thoughts, no food four hours before bed, learning to meditate and let go and learning how to breathe. breathe. And that's a great place to start in my opinion. Awesome. Go ahead. Wise words, man. This has been a blast. I'm grateful to meet you, brother. Yeah, I'm excited to have you in my life too, David. I can tell you've got incredible energy and very soft energy. And I know now why you're with Nick and I know now why the three of us are on this call. But that's uh, a, it's, it's, it's a bromance all the, around. That's, that's basically yeah, what it is. Yeah, brother. I mean, but, but this is me being public about it. I, I, I'm yeah. in love with David and yeah. I'm in love with David from what I see in his face. And I already saw, I saw that with you, Nick. And I'm okay yeah. with saying that. And that doesn't mean I want to sleep with David. It just means that I'm in love with who he is as a man. <laughs> Mm -hmm. But the reason I'm publicly saying that is trying to set the st stage for other men to be okay yeah. with saying that we're attracted to another human being, but not in that way. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And it's how, totally. how amazing is it to tell David that I fucking love him and I think he's got amazing energy and he can get off the call and feel good about himself. And I'm mm -hmm. saying it for real, you know? I love you too, man. This is good <laughs> stuff. It is good stuff. We're just getting started. Yeah. So well, thanks for having me. Thanks yeah, for having hey, me on your show, this guys. This is just part one of, of many, my brother. So yes, I look for forward sure. to the next one. So thank you so much for all you shared. You brought incredible energy today, and, and no doubt you're going to have a massive impact on anyone who's listening. So thanks for bringing it, buddy. We love you to pieces. Thanks for having me on my show, and I, I want to let everybody else out there, anybody that's listening to this right now, this too shall pass. You have all the power you need inside of you to get yourself out of this. And the last thing I want to say is this is the greatest opportunity in human history for us to pivot and shift and to start going within. This is a massive, massive fucking opportunity to change what's been going on on this planet by using this external shutdown to realize that, that everything is inside of you and to start looking for it and to take your power back. So. This is, this is not all doom and gloom. We're going to get through this, and hopefully we're going to come out of this a lot better than we were before. Beautiful. Power awesome. on. That's it. Power on. Love you guys. Love Thank you. you. Love you, man. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to subscribe to The Dr. Dads and share with your family and friends. You can also follow and interact with Dr. Nick and Dr. David on Facebook and Instagram for a daily dose of inspiration and the latest in health and wellness. Be well.